Welcome to the Rooflines podcast, the weekly podcast produced by Virginia Realtors, where you get real talk about real estate in Virginia. Each week, we break down trends in the housing market and make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry. In this week's show, we're talking about foreclosures. While foreclosures hit record lows during the pandemic, there are some who are worried that the end of the federal forbearance programs will lead to a surge in foreclosure activity. What should we expect here in Virginia? Hi there, and welcome to Rooflines. I'm Lisa Sturdivant, Chief Economist with Virginia Realtors, and I'm here with Ryan Price, the Association's Deputy Chief Economist. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Lisa. How's it going? It's great. You know, um, Ryan, you and I have a chance to talk with a lot of local realtor groups. And one of the questions I get asked most often is, should we expect a lot of foreclosures to be coming onto the market? Yeah, I get that question a lot too, Lisa. And it's really, you know, will the foreclosures start to spike in some areas and, you know, what are those areas and what it could mean for the inventory in some of the tighter markets? And I think people are watching the federal mortgage forbearance programs. They're watching them wind down and wondering what will happen to families that entered into a forbearance program after it ends. Right. And, uh, you know, as many of our listeners know, during the pandemic, the federal government issued a foreclosure moratorium and required lenders to offer loan forbearance to borrowers who were facing uh, financial hardship. You know, borrowers could stop paying their mortgage temporarily, and then lenders were supposed to work with those borrowers to help them you know, either refinance or set up a new payment structure um, after they exited forbearance. So there are several ways that borrowers can make up missed payments, um, including making a lump sum payment, adding payments to the end of the loan term, or other loan modifications. And so as a result of these programs, foreclosure filings in 2021 were the lowest that they've been in a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And as the forbearance periods are ending, there have been concerns that forbearance equals foreclosure. That is when borrowers have to begin resuming payments again, that they won't be able to, and they'll have to go into foreclosure. But that hasn't been the case. And there's a lot of uh, evidence that um, the end of the forbearance program does not mean the beginning of a foreclosure wave. Right. And we're actually going to talk today about four reasons why we don't expect a wave of foreclosures here in Virginia. Yes. So let's start with reason number one. First off, the number of loans that are currently in a forbearance program is tiny. Um, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, less than 2% of mortgages nationally are in forbearance. And this share has been steadily decreasing over the past year. So we're talking about a very small number of loans that still need to exit forbearance. And that's definitely not enough to make a big impact on the market. You know, even if all of them went into foreclosures, it's just such a small number. And there's good reason to think that they won't end up in foreclosure. You know, the vast majority of loans existing uh, in the forbearance programs are with a loan modification and the borrower being able to resume payments. And so, you know, that's a second reason that we don't expect a huge wave of foreclosures is there's a lot of evidence that borrowers are able to exit forbearance programs and restart payments. Okay. Yep. And then reason number three, uh, let's say that borrowers do have some financial challenges and are having a hard time making payments. Homeowners have amassed record levels of housing equity during the pandemic. And this equity provides a cushion that homeowners can borrow against, and that can keep them out of foreclosure as well. 
And last, uh, the, the fourth reason, if after all of that, you know, a small number of homeowners are unable to make the payments, the market is just so hot right now in many areas around Virginia and the inventory is so low that it would be quite easy uh, in many cases to find a buyer. So all someone would have to do is list, list their home for sale and they could have multiple buyers lined up in many of the markets around the state. And that would mean that the homeowner would not have to face uh, foreclosure proceedings. Yeah, that's right. So those are the four reasons we don't expect foreclosures to be a major issue in Virginia's housing market. Um, but the media have been reporting recently that foreclosure rates are rising. I think surging is their headline uh, that I read recently. What's what's that all about? Well, those headlines are a little misleading. Uh, you know, delinquency and foreclosure rates have started to rise because they had been virtually zero, you know, during the pandemic. So a change from zero going up to show uh, is a big percentage change when the numbers are still very small. Right. So I'm seeing at the end of 2021, only 0.3% of mortgages were in a foreclosure process, right? So a third of a percent of mortgages were in a foreclosure process nationally. And that number was actually 0.1% here in Virginia. Um, so very low numbers of loans in a foreclosure process at the end of 2021. Um, now, another 3% of loans were at least 30 days delinquent in Virginia, which is also you know, something we want to keep an eye on. But if you look back at the fall of 2019, before the pandemic, the foreclosure rate was actually higher and, and the delinquency rate was about the same. So we're not seeing a flood of foreclosures and delinquency, but rather a return to more typical rates. Right. And, you know, foreclosure, it's it's unfortunately part of any housing market. You know, in any given year, a very small share of borrowers face foreclosure. The primary reasons uh, homeowners end up in foreclosure are things due to like unexpected medical bills or divorce. Um, so what we're seeing, as you said, Lisa, is a typical pattern of foreclosures and not a big run up. Stay tuned as I try to stump Lisa with a question about foreclosures. We've talked about how while delinquencies and foreclosure rates have ticked up, they remain very low and don't look like they'll be a problem in Virginia's housing market. There is some variation across states, however. So Lisa, my question for you is, what state currently has the highest foreclosure rate and delinquency rate? Um, what state? Well, I'm gonna guess it's not Virginia since I feel like we would have covered that. Um, so, uh, and there's a lot of reasons to think it's not Virginia. I'm going to guess somewhere, though, in the South or the Southeast, where we knew that foreclosures were a big challenge during the last housing market bust. Um, I'm going to guess um, Alabama. That's a good guess. Uh, it turns out that the foreclosure rate is the highest in Louisiana. But uh, can you guess what the rate is in Louisiana? So the rate of foreclosures in Louisiana, we said it was 0.3% nationally. I'm going to say 2% in Louisiana. Not even close. Okay. The foreclosure rate in Louisiana is just 0.4%. Okay. And that's according to Black Knight as of the end of 2021. Now, the delinquency rate is higher. Uh, about 8% of loans are 30 days or more delinquent, which is much higher than the national average, which is 3.7%. Well, that's, that's definitely something to watch in those higher delinquency rates. So what do you think the state is with the lowest foreclosure and delinquency rates? Well, um, let's see. I was wrong on the last one. So let me think. Um, 
I'm going to think somewhere where the housing market's been sort of stable and maybe where incomes are rising. Um, I don't know, I'm going to guess Maine. It's actually Idaho, where foreclosure rate was only 0.1%, and the delinquency rate was just 2%, which is about half of the national rate. Thanks for that information. It's such a good reminder that housing market conditions vary across the country. And whenever possible, we should be looking at stats specifically for our state and for our local markets. On our way out, here's your smart stat, a statistic you can use when meeting clients or colleagues, or just to feel smart on your way to work. Today's number is 781. This was the median credit score of newly originating mortgages in the third quarter of 2021, according to the New York Federal Reserve. The credit scores for new mortgage originations in 2021 is higher than it has been in years and reflects the fact that new home buyers are coming into home ownership in very good financial situations. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you join us next week here at Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. And don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please email rooflines at virginiarealtors.org. See you next week.